0: Hi everybody! Welcome to another adventure with Morgan and I. And Father knows something. Guest star tonight. You got it, Holly. She's just letting us know what she wants before we, uh, you know, she's union scale, so we got to make sure we she gets what she wants—a good belly rub here and there. Uh, tonight's socks in honor of the Vikings. Going to challenge. The Brits. I don't have Brit socks on, but I do have my Minnesota socks on. Compliments of our friend, Gabrielle, at uh, Fanatic Socks. And they also have towels.
1: Oh, little dish towels, huh?
0: Yeah. So if you actually go to their website, fanatic.com.
1: Okay, okay. And
0: that's Fun Attic.
1: Mm, mm -hmm.
0: And uh, we'll post the uh, little... It's a
1: link. It's like a promo code. We Essentially, won't. but it'll be in the description of the show because, okay. you know, you can't quote me. I'm kind of I'm all over the place today.
0: But she's great, and they have some great uh, and fun socks. So check them all out, and their dish towels.
1: Yeah, and you you got to call and apologize to her for mispronouncing her name. A couple yes,
0: times. yes, and I, we did find out more about her that she, like you, she loves uh, loves horses.
1: I love that horse yeah. girls unite.
0: Uh, she actually writes. I think um, is it dressage.
1: I believe so. That's another level, something I haven't...
0: Is that the one that you fell off the horse and hit your head? No,
1: that was Western Pleasure, and I didn't fall off the horse. Wait, it
0: might be Western Pleasure then. He
1: bucked me off while I was taking off a sweatshirt.
0: I wasn't there. And
1: I went headfirst into a rock.
0: I wasn't there.
1: Yeah, it was bad. But I was
0: there afterwards, and we had to shut the whole
1: statewide
0: city. We put a... a, a... I
1: was an amber alert once. Yep. It's fine. No big deal. All right. But... uh, the theme today. Yes. It's called Mama Drama.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. And you think I'm an expert in Mama drama?
1: I think you might know a thing or two.
0: Okay. Remember guys, I only know something. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I think that's apparent.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. There you go.
0: I think that was I think that was a little kick. <laughs> Let's do that again. oh'
1: no. just like I don't know. you say it did you, enough. Did you get,
0: did you get your dig in? You <laughs> no, it's just makes, you, you say
1: it so much. Do you much? really
0: feel good now? You
1: say it every show, multiple yeah, times. Yeah. You know, I've recorded a lot with you over the past couple of days, so I just keep hearing it. And I, it's, you know, I got it. I got it.
0: Okay, let's go. Let's get going. Start reading. Do it. <laughs> do what you're here to do. <laughs>
1: Okay, well story number one trigger warning on this next one. You guys it does mention talks of sexual assault I 32 female am a family law attorney because of what I do for a living. I was extra cautious about dating Before I agreed to marry my husband 32 male We did at least 10 hours of premarital counseling and signed a prenup in counseling We talked about having kids. My husband was very clear. He only wanted one child I told him I wanted two. now but had no idea how I would feel after a pregnancy. We discussed the option of adopting a second kid down the line if we changed our minds. Even before the counseling, I told my husband I wanted to be a mom more than anything and was planning to get pregnant via a sperm donor if I didn't meet the right person. We have had to move the date to start trying to get pregnant multiple times for legitimate life reasons, but earlier this year, set an appointment to have my IUD removed. Now, almost four years into being together and two years into marriage, my husband is having unbelievable anxiety about being a father and confessed he doesn't understand how I could possibly still want to have a child based on what is happening in our country. Example, Roe v. Wade being overturned. He's not saying he won't have a kid with me. He's specifically mentioned, quote, keeping his word about the date to remove my IUD He just has expressed all kinds of views that parenting is going to be awful, that his life will be over, etc. I don't know what to do. He's a great partner to me for the most part. Otherwise, like my biggest complaint is failure to put his laundry in the laundry basket and do the dishes. He's a great partner to me for the most part. Otherwise, like my biggest complaint is failure to put his laundry in the laundry basket or do the dishes. Ideal outcome. My husband will be a partner in this instead of making me feel like I'm dragging him into fatherhood against his will, despite the fact that this was the course we had always planned on. Additional info. My husband is on the autism spectrum and has an anxiety disorder. His dad is the cheapest person I know and constantly made his own kids feel like he resented their existence because of how much they cost. I feel like he feels this way because of childhood trauma, not because he fundamentally isn't equipped to be a parent. My own dad had an abusive father and told my mom on the first date he didn't want kids, but ended up being an amazing parent. So I trust my husband can rise to the occasion. Also, I have PCOS and we can't wait much longer to start trying if we want to have kids. I'm also a rape survivor. My husband knew about it before our first date and has been really committed to understanding my PSD and supporting me through it.
0: Well, now that you read it, and and you are typically, we go with me first. I, I give you my, go first.
1: I don't want to talk. Really? Yeah, you go for it.
0: Well, I, had I don't a very, want you to
1: steal my answer.
0: <laughs> Trust me, I'm not going to steal your answer. Oh, well, you go
1: ahead then, buddy. <laughs>
0: So you're telling me if I have your answer, you're not going to talk at all. We're going to roll on to the next. Exactly. one. Exactly. Oh, I, let's see if this is what's going to happen. I had a conversation with my sister about a, about two weeks ago, and look, we are we are of the grandparent age, and we all look at what's going on in our world history, and I feel what this woman's husband is is saying we are always concerned for our kids and we're always concerned for the next generations and if the world is really going to be here and if it's going to be a safe place. And I looked at her and I said, two weeks ago, do you think any through history and mind you, we're all about history. These people are educated. They know history. I mean, they're lawyers or she is at least. There is no way in history that I said, do you think that any grandparents didn't sit on the rock and look back at their grandkids and say, will they make it to the next, next century, or will they make it to another decade? And she said to me, there has never been a time in our, in our world history that we have not had devastation right at our front door one way or the other no matter if it was during the time of the Romans, during the times of the Egyptians, it was always something facing us with world devastation. And you know, the world is, I don't know, a couple billion years old as Earth, they're they're claiming.
1: Yeah, they just found a human tooth in Georgia that kind of changes the human timeline.
0: So that being said, we've been around for a while.
1: Yeah, hot minute.
0: And if you look from space down at Earth, you can see it's a pretty big place. It's a it you know, takes something awful big to go destroy this, this thing. And I'm not taking, taking all these other issues that we're having for granted. We are having them. And it's amazing how the uh, cell structure adapts. Things adapt. So our kids will be here, and I feel very comfortable. Look, i have worried about you and, and Matt and Taylor for years and what would happen with your children. And, and, and I've, at this point in time, I leave it on faith that – our world's going to continue. I will be gone. And eventually, so will you. And our, th- those descendants, those children will be here. And the place will keep improving and we will get smarter. And it's amazing what what, what we have done in the last 100 years and 200 years as, as, as a society, as just for science. It's amazing. So I'm optimistic and I hope that uh, your husband will be optimistic and you guys can just go ahead with life and enjoy the enjoyments that parents have raising their children and fulfilling all your lives doing it. So that's really what I have to say.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's good. Um,
0: Is that what you were going to go for? I mean... Well, no because you're going no, to talk now. <laughs> because now I'm going to talk.
1: <laughs> um but no I do I do agree with what you said. It's very challenging now to imagine a future. I mean, we're constantly being bombarded with our world isn't going to survive 50 years. The the maps of all of our our countries is going to change from the water level rising and you know California is going to be underwater and this is going to change and the Great Lakes are going to flood and I mean I think for our generation it's, it is, it feels different, I think. And I don't know if this has been the case for your generation. I guess at the time it was nuclear bombs and Russia's going to nuke us and we better not have kids because Russia's going to nuke us. And here we are again after the cold war, Russia's going to nuke I, us. So I,
0: I was around in October of the, miss, the crisis of, of, Cuban uh, missile crisis. I was around. Yeah, scary shit. And I remember, you know, everyone's digging holes in the backyard, you know, pouring concrete. I know. I remember all I mean, this.
1: Justin right now is talking about a plan. Like, if something happens and we get notified, like, what do we do? And I'm like, I don't know. We have to go, like, OG Hulk movie and hide in a fridge. Like, I don't, I don't even know what we would do. And so, I'm essentially trying to say, like, we live in scary times. If it's not a war, it's global warming. If it's not global warming, it's poverty and housing crises. And just, it's just, it's chaos all the time. So, I don't know... For me, it feels extra heavy, and I'm I'm aware that our, it's because our media and how our media is. It's mm-hmm. you know a fear mongering, vapid news cycle machine. And I was talking about this today, where the war in Ukraine is becoming more and more serious, and Russians are being drafted, and like the Russian Google search the other day, the top search was how to break my arm because they don't want to be drafted, and everyone's scared, and it just it's overwhelming. So I, I completely understand, you know, where he might be looking at now the times and being scared and, um, you know, he does have an anxiety disorder too. And so I think, you know, for me, I've never been diagnosed formally, but I do have anxiety on a, probably a smaller scale than him, but I understand like you kind of, catastrophize everything Mm -hmm. catastrophe
0: catastrophize we get we get your drift
1: yeah i'm i'm just ranting now probably to everyone but i understand so i think like going forward you know maybe test drive it do you have kids in your life you can hang out with do you have kiddos you could babysit for a weekend while their parents go to town like I think with anxiety and like the fear of the unknown, it's all about trying and doing. And like for me, I was terrified of doing a live show, and I did a a, a one in Austin. It was terrible because people weren't there for us. But then I did one in Minnesota that people were there for us, and it was amazing. It and was now i like two
0: different kind of venues. From two my,
1: exactly. So two
0: different experiences. It's, you
1: gotta you gotta test drive some cars and really kind of determine if it's for you. And I think you know there are some people that really have traumatic childhoods and they they say i'm gonna break the cycle by not having kids and then there's others that say i'm gonna break the cycle by being a good parent and so it just depends on truly what he wants to do and i i think our writer is very aware of herself and what she wants that i don't think this is ever going to turn into a situation of like oh you're forcing him because based on your writing i think you would find a better fit before that route. So, um, I think it's just kind of talking, maybe some more couples counseling and seeing if there's any kids in your life you can hang out with.
0: And you thought I was going to have your answer. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no i just wanted i don't like talking first
0: uh, i only have one i have one I, we're not gonna continue after i make this statement but i gotta tell you something there's no test driving kids honey
1: Yeah, there is <laughs> no there isn't i mean it's obviously very different when it's your kids there's
0: no test driving but if he's never
1: it. if he's never babysat and if he's nervous about
0: that would scare you more than give you the enjoyment of really no, what goes on i don't Having, think so at all Look, being a part of your life from the day one, and and having you go through all these experiences, but you don't
1: understand him. Like he is a different context than you, There's no and doubt. maybe that's something that he needs in order to not feel apprehensive and to feel more informed.
0: Well, I'll let you and your husband figure that one out.
1: I think babysitting kids is a great place to start because you can give them back at the end of the day.
0: I'll let you. I and love your nannying. <laughs> I love nannying. Keep us keep us up to date. Read the comments that people give, because let me tell you, when they interact, we, we always get other sides.
1: I think this is also a normal guy thing. I think Justin is kind of going through this like as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't think this is like unusual I, for guys to kind of be like, oh my God, kids. Uh. It's just like anything else, guys. Sometimes they guys, sa- self-sabotage. Guys. We all self-sabotage, but sometimes they do.
0: Okay. Keep them coming. <laughs> I'm going to keep them cooking.
1: Okay, up next.
0: Yes.
1: Hi, Jerry. Just want to start by thanking you for sharing your wisdom and being a fatherly voice when I consider my father strictly a sperm donor. Sorry for the lengthy write-in, but I'm currently in a predicament and don't know how to approach the conversation. I, 24 female, am seven months pregnant with my first child. My husband, 32 male, is the kindest and most supportive partner I could ever ask for. When we found out I was pregnant, he was over the moon excited, and so was I but I was sort of nervous about my financial status. I have student loans that I've been trying to pay off and I always thought these would be gone by the time I had children. I have worked really hard to get my finances straight and have made immense progress. He has a job that would allow me to step away from mine to take care of myself and baby, but from the beginning of my pregnancy, I have expressed that I want to work until I have the baby. Due to the experience with my father, My mother has always drilled the idea of financial independence for myself. I am currently a shipping manager and my job has changed my actual duties to accommodate my current abilities, but I am finding it extremely difficult to keep up with the job and is becoming physically and mentally taxing. Before it became too much, my husband and I discussed the possibility of me quitting the management position and working solely part-time from home but I kept saying I didn't want to have to depend on his support to pay my bills and provide me with spending money. The more I work and the larger I get, I can only imagine the stress is going to increase, but I don't know how to go back on our previous conversation, and I don't know how to approach the topic after standing so firmly in my thoughts about wanting to be independent. I would like my husband's support, and I would like to solely work from home. Furthermore, once the baby is born, I dream of being a stay-at-home mother— and he asked me about this idea, and I shut it down immediately because my own mom has always been so convincing that I needed to be financially independent from my partner. How do I bring it up to him and still convey my concerns? I don't think he's going to become controlling, but it's a fear that was instilled into me at such a young age, and it's something I just can't shake. Thank you so much for your time and thoughts.
0: Well, you are in month seven. You have you know two months to go. Mm-hmm. and 2 months to me is, is the blink of an eye you're in a partnership and money you know i understand it it's, it's an integral part of the relationship because you both have to eat you both have to do whatever it is but if your husband recognizes that you guys are a family you're one unit and he says look for right now take it easy and you feel you need to take it easy, then you take it easy. I mean, it, this is a physical thing of what's the healthiest thing for your pregnancy to get through the, the the next couple of months. Some people work truly to the moment their water breaks and they're fine. They can do it. If you feel that you can, you have that, that stamina and that's something you wish to do, then go for it. I wouldn't let any of the ringtones from your mother's uh, voice guide you through this. Um, you, and your, you and your husband's relationship is different than your mom and your dad's relationship. And I really think that you, you kind of have to weigh what works for you and your husband and not what works for your mom and you. Because your mom is always in preventative mode that you're going to be on your own. It sounds like to me. And look, I might, I may have it wrong too, because I'm always only right, you know. Sometimes, um, but that (laughs) what? (laughs) You're just (laughs) that's my out. Really
1: got you, huh?
0: Yeah, that's that's my out. But not to let Morgan, you know, you know, put me on, you know, make me laugh and get me off track because she likes to do that sometimes. Um, you definitely have to do this on you know with, with what works for you and your body. It's not a bad idea if you want to continue to work and you want to work from home. That you go to your boss and say, "Look, you know, I life is changing. I want to be a part of your company. I love being here. I'm part of this company's family, and I want to be able to you know start seeing if I can do." whatever I do at home. If you feel that it's possible to do your work from home and be as effective for him, then present it. If you find that there's another job description that you can do for that company and you can work from home and be effective, share that with them. And if that's not the case, then maybe you do have to find a different company to work for that you can achieve um, your goal of working from home and still being a mom and doing what you need to do, because look, this is a life change, but life change certainly involves your husband. And if he's a partner that says, look, this is, we are a team and we're gonna get through this, whatever it is together, you got another 60 years roughly, 70 years if you're lucky, 80 years if you're really lucky to keep going through this partnership. And it is going to migrate many different ways through this, these years of being this team and money is simply the function, how you survive and you guys eat together as a team, but you are a duo. And I think you have to keep that in, 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 in retrospect. It's, this is not a short term deal. This is the rest of your lives. And this is the man you picked as your partner. And that's what you really have to work with, with him to go make all this work for you guys as a team.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that. I um I really relate to this because this is something my mom pounded into me: is don't rely on a man for money, mm-hmm. be financially independent, make your own money. And it's it's still drilled into me. Um, not well, maybe not so much after I graduated OT school, but it was it was very much drilled into me. So I I get that it's something that kind of will always stick with you. My only concern, honestly, when I heard this is one like. You just have to have a conversation with him. I think it sounds, it sounds like he's extremely supportive, and it'll be an easy conversation to have. I think it's just that that ah, scary. I don't want to do it. Um, but the biggest concern for me when I read this is health insurance and benefits. And if you transition from full time to part time prior to giving birth, you might screw yourself out of uh, healthcare benefits, out of paid maternity leave out of things that you've been working your ass off to get. Mm-hmm. And you're you're on the home stretch. You have two months. So, you know, there's other things that you can do for this, you know, if you are unable to maintain the job requirements. But I wouldn't transition. I really, especially if your health insurance are, is through your job or any paid benefits, really, because you could lose those. So I would really, really see if there's any other job within the company that you can do. They can transition you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you could even talk to your doctor and say, my my work is too strenuous. I can't do it for how pregnant I am, blah, 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 blah. You can get a doctor's note and then start your maternity leave early, especially if you end up wanting to be a stay-at-home mom and you don't plan on going back there after anyways. But that's something I saw a lot with PT and OTs because we do have a really physically strenuous job. And so a couple of the PTs that were pregnant while I was at a hospital ended up, um, their doctor actually told them they needed to quit Mm -hmm. or you are going to induce yourself early Mm -hmm. and it's not healthy for you. You're doing too much. Mm -hmm. And so she had to go on maternity leave at, I think, honestly, seven months.
0: Your mom was high risk at one point. Yeah. And so- She had to take off from work, I think probably- A month or two before you were born.
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, that could be very much your case where, yeah, you could be overdoing it as a shipping manager. It sounds, I don't know what your job duties are, but it sounds intense. So I would just consider those things. Um, If your health insurance is through your husband, that's obviously a different thing, but you still might have maternity benefits that you could be missing out on by transitioning. And um, you could also talk to HR about that, but HR at the end of the day does represent the company and so I would uh, just consider that when you're having that conversation. And maybe people on the YouTube can help you out as well because I haven't uh, had to work through maternity leave and you know paid leave myself so
0: out, out of my realm.
1: Yeah, but just something to consider when you're when you're making these decisions because you should definitely, you know, you've worked your ass off. You've worked there for 7 months of your pregnancy and you deserve those benefits. Okay. Number three, what is it in German?
0: Oh, but, but we're not playing that game anymore.
1: I like that game. Justin didn't, but I did.
0: <laughs> Fie, Eins, dry, fi, fear, fünf, sechs, sieben.
1: Hi, Jerry. I got a long one for you, but okay. would really appreciate any advice I can get. My mother-in-law had my husband at 18. She was in a horrible car accident with my father-in-law. According to her, after that happened... Father-in-law changed and went from loving her to not wanting anything to do with her, cheating on her, etc. while she was learning how to walk and healing from this accident. Due to that event, she grew to hate him, which led to my husband, 24, growing up with her always mistreating him because he would see his dad and stepmom. Stepmom is the same person father-in-law cheated on my mother-in-law with. To this day, if she hears we went to see them, or our daughters, two and six, talk about his dad and that side of the family, the mother-in-law gets extremely upset and doesn't talk to us for weeks. She also tells her other kids, 17, 12, and 11, that my husband is a horrible son and to never be like him, that he abandoned them. She also talks bad about me because on several occasions, I have called her out on her bullshit because it's not fair that she keeps doing this to my husband. Who literally hurts for her to love him how she loves her other kids. I have told her it's not okay that she also doesn't want anything to do with us or her granddaughters because she can't let go of the past that has nothing to do with me or my kids or even my husband. What would you suggest we do? My husband doesn't want to call her and doesn't want her to know anything about us because he's tired of her always throwing us aside. Should I tell him to talk to her or should I not intervene? My mother-in-law has also changed the way she treats me because I get along with my father-in-law and his side of the family. Mother-in-law hasn't come to see us in a year, but she has taken trips to other places. And when my daughters ask when she's coming, she says nothing and asks when we're going to come visit her. We have driven three times to go see her, which is a day of driving for us. Last time we went, things didn't go well so my husband and I decided not to go see them anymore, and if either of our families want to see us, they can come visit. My family has come several times, and so has his father-in-law, but not his mom. Sometimes I feel like it's my fault that she doesn't want anything to do with us because I chose to get along with everyone and called her out when she was wrong. My husband's stepmom has been more of a mother-in-law to me than her. She always talks to me about anything, and she helps me out when I need help. She loves and plays with my kids and always calls and checks on us. Meanwhile, my actual mother in law would be on her phone and ignore them and tell me I was spoiling them for not hitting them when they don't listen or talk back. I chose to gentle parent. She doesn't agree with that
0: choice. Well, I'm going to start by saying that uh, the dynamics of, of parents and their divorces uh, can really, really. Uh, be lifelong mm-hmm. there's no doubt there is a lot of pain that goes on with some of these divorces and unfortunately, it carries on to those next generation to those kids and to the grandkids and you know everybody has rights, you know both sides have rights and if the if the son has had a relationship with one parent that was positive and he had a relationship with the other parent. That may not have been positive, but turned positive, and everyone has kind of worked their way through this. Uh, at least far as the uh, the offspring and their individual parent and their own relationship, it's not up to the other parent to control that kid any longer. He's no longer a kid. He's an adult. He's a man. He has children. He's going to make his own choices, his decision. It's up to him to go to his mother and say, "Mom, I understand you have conflict." And I'm not disregarding the level of conflict and the and the experiences that were negative that you went through. I see it. I get it. And I'm not trying to disrespect you at all. And if you can believe that, we'll be able to go forward to the next part of our conversation. And she may not go to the next part of the conversation where you want to involve him in his, in. he has a right to his grandkids and whatever, so forth. Something happened in that accident that twisted his head. I've seen people that have had car accidents and I will tell you, Morgan, they are different when they come out of it.
1: Yeah. Traumatic brain injuries can, I, I, it
0: changes people. We had a neighbor that there were two 16 year old girls. They went off a cliff. They both survived. And one of them came out pretty much fine. And the other one came out where she was a, uh, originally a blonde. She was then a redhead. Literally changed the color of her hair.
1: That's wild. And,
0: and I don't mean because she was dying it before.
1: No, yeah. That's I mean, it's, absolutely wild. And it
0: changed who she was as a person. I mean, Linda was never the same, you know, after this happened. It's true. Yeah. So something may have definitely happened with this fellow that he became a different person. And he was like, you know, how am I married to this individual? And I want to get out of it, didn't know how to get out of it. And he was too affected. So, Look, we don't know these stories. We don't know what 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 took place. Yeah. And only the only one that really may have any idea of what it is is the mom, and it's up to her to try to see if she can get past it and go on with her life and and not carry this anger. Because believe it or not, she may not recognize this. Carrying this anger isn't healthy for her. It can metastasize in many different ways. Yeah. So. My answer to you on this one is: This is a conversation that um, your husband has to have with his mom, and maybe yes, have a conversation, you know, with the conflict that with his dad that he's going through, and maybe his father can offer him some idea of how to try to make some peace. He may not have a clue. Therapy, uh, you know, we always go back to therapy, you know, couples therapy to try to figure out how to mend all this for the betterment of the grandchildren and for the parties concerned. This is up to him to go or- to orchestrate. And I think far as you're concerned, you got to stay kind of clear of the whole, you know, the drama of it, because it, it, it's a no win for you.
1: Well, and by the sounds of it, you know, she does ask, should I, should I force him to talk to her or should I not intervene? And I think for him, I think he's done. And I think that's a fair choice. Honestly, mm-hmm. based on this and the additional info I'm about to read, I would be done too. I so, think it's time. So
0: if he's already made the decision he's done, then it's
1: her that has to come to peace with it.
0: Yeah, then you gotta disrespect your husband because really it's his it's his mom. It's his yeah. mom and dad's relationship. And this is what he's his decision. So Yeah.
1: There is a little additional info. She goes, My husband and I met when I was 12 and he was 14. He is my brother's best friend. Growing up, we knew and saw how she would talk down on him and tell him he wasn't her son anymore because he would see his dad. We also saw how much he loves his mom and siblings. He would watch his siblings and take care of them as his own and would work and give his mom his checks because he knew how much she worked and needed help. My husband and her had a really close relationship up until two years before we got married, which is when he enlisted in the military. Now his mom always says he did nothing, that he's a liar, but I saw myself how much work he he did, Mm -hmm. how he would take care of his siblings, and how he was basically his mom's husband. But the moment he decided to leave his house and do something for himself, she disowned him. His mom forgave his stepdad, who would hit them, but she can't forgive or at least be civilized when it comes to my father-in-law.
0: She's a manipulative individual. There's no doubt about it.
1: Well, and that's like enmeshment 101 and i Mm -hmm. i say that a lot but enmeshment is a form of abuse and it sounds like she used him as a surrogate partner Mm -hmm. and when she disobeyed him and was no longer loyal to her and only her she was done this is abuse and i don't i understand wanting your kids to know their grandma and have a good relationship with their grandma and you know you feel like you're you're not doing your kids justice, in a sense. In
0: the case, he may be doing his kids justice denying her.
1: Exactly. I think it is time. I think our writer kind of needs to come to terms with this, you know, herself and just realize this is not a person you want in your life because children should never be put in the middle of their parents' divorce. Children should never play the middle ground. And it's, it's really tough because that's his mom, but that's also his dad. And, you know, whatever I, happened in I, their relationship, like I you said, it. I get it. You said it to a T. Whatever happened in their relationship should not impact their kids.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, you know, grandkids as well, like, of course, grandkids are going to meet both sides and be excited about both sides. Grandkids aren't going to uphold your drama, they're not going to uphold your hatred and your dislike for that person. Mm-hmm. The grandkids, you're, and you're not going to tell a six year old, hey, you need to hate your stepmom because when I was married to your grandpa or your step grandma, when I was married to your grandpa, he cheated on me. Yeah. You can't you're say that get, to a six year old. You're, you're
0: going to get this stuff. Oh, but, you know, Grandma grandma Lila just loves you. No one loves you like Grandma Lila. And I'm, that's not okay. That is not okay. And so it's not okay. That, that That's a power of suggestion. That manipulation is no not good and
1: if you're gonna act like that around young impressionable children you might lose access to them because Mm -hmm. that's not okay it's it's really hard because i think so many people go through these these family conflicts and cheating cheating happens a lot like so many families go through this and so this is i think a very common issue but if you have a mother-in-law who's going to act like this treat you like shit disown her son call her son names be mean when you see your father-in-law, who is your husband's dad and your kiddo's grandpa. It's not worth it. And until she's willing to change her attitude,
0: done. Well, we gave you, gave you a lot of options and a lot of thoughts. So, and I'm sure it's not much that you haven't thought on your own. But um, at least it reinforces some of your thoughts and some of your thinking.
1: Yeah. And like you're not like her ideal outcome, which... it it really makes me sad because her ideal outcome is for my mother-in-law to love her son and stop her behavior before my husband decides he's done with her for good, for her to want to be in my daughter's life. And those are things that you truly cannot change and cannot control. They are on her and solely her.
0: The most important thing here is that this woman is obviously affected. And the most important thing before you can actually really allow your kids to really hang out with her she needs to get adjusted because she is she is affected in, in a dysfunctional in a dysfunctional manner which isn't going to be healthy for your kids that, that mother-in-law really your mom mother-in-law really does need to get counseling
1: she needs therapy
0: and before you really allow her to be alone on a on a long-term continual basis to watch your kids flourish because it she could sour the notes so think about it and I, I guarantee you after this, uh, reading comments are going to be strong in this because this is a common problem with a lot of people mm-hmm. and a lot of folks that, that are, are, that are our listeners. I hope you will share some of your stories with this woman. So yeah. And knows, how you
1: guys, have you've gone how, through this, how, how you, you've handled how it, it, you've dealt with it. Yeah, I would, I, that would be great. I, I love when the comments come through. Mm-hmm. I think people share some, some really great advice. Okay, moving along.
0: Yes, ma'am.
1: I am essentially knocking heads with my future mother-in-law. My fiance didn't tell them prior to us getting engaged, and so they feel shut out, which I understand. But we are four months out, and every time I bring up ideas for the wedding or houses to rent, she just seems so cold about it. I can't tell if she's holding a grudge or doesn't want to let go of her son. She makes me feel like this monster that came in and ruined her family or some shit. She carries so much control in our relationship. They're a very religious family. We both live with our parents until we get married and he won't spend the night with me either at his house or my house because of her reactions. If I would have seen this earlier, I don't know if I would have made it this far, but I'm here now and I just don't know what to do about his mother. I worry that it will leak into our marriage and how we raise our children. Don't get me wrong, I love her and her husband, but sometimes it gets really overwhelming and I just don't know what to do. And sometimes I feel like this monster who came in ruined their family and is trying to steal away their son. My ideal outcome would be for his parents to accept and support our marriage because family is very important to us.
0: I don't believe that you are experiencing a -a one-of-a-kind phenomena. I think this is a very, very common phenomenon. situation that you're going through. Oh yeah. And I think that you, the, the, the first place you have to begin, which is the most important place is the man you're going to marry. And you have to say, this is, you know, we are looking at being a couple. It's going to be you and me. We're the, we are the, we are the ones that are going to go through the rest of our lives. And as we go through this life, there's going to be life cycle events. We're going to have children we're going to lose maybe your grandparents if they're not already gone or then we're going to lose your parents we're going to have children grow up we're going to have birthdays we're going to have a, we're going to have communions we're going to have you know proms we're going to go through all these wonderful little events but it's going to be you and I at the head of our castle and i just want to have an idea is it your, your idea that we're going to have an extra bedroom in our home starting from the day that we get married that your parent or your mother is going to be there to pull our strings and be the puppeteer on us being her puppets? Because if that's it, I love you so much, but this isn't the lifestyle I'm looking for. I'm looking for a man that recognizes There's boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I hope that you can have a discussion with your mom saying, you know, mom, I really love you. And we're going to accept, you know, a thought that you may have. You can certainly share it with us, but once you share it, that's the end of it. Yeah. And that's okay. That's normal.
1: That's yeah. Completely fair.
0: But you, you're not going to come in here and have fits, get dramatic, have issues with us, Tell us what to do. Tell us what, what the rules are and think that you're going to have control on our life because we are of the age now that we're going to go through these experiences. And yes, we will make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're not, we may not do it the way you're going to do it, but we have to experience this stuff because that's what life is all about, is having these experiences. And it, again, it's okay that you might want to prepare me with something. Say, you know, you know son. This is a thought you may want to put in the back of your hopper and consider it, but I'm not going to say a word after this. And I do that with you, Morgan. I'll say something to you and I'll say, I'm not going to say anything after this. I'm going to shut up.
1: Yeah, but I also think, you know, it's exhausting to get unsolicited advice again and again and again. So I think, you know, maybe even having a conversation and saying, hey, I might come to you and ask for advice. Or, hey, you know, you've been giving a lot of unsolicited advice. Would you please refrain from doing that? And, if i if i need help i'll come to mm-hmm. you but
0: that's defining the, the boundary
1: it's it's all about defining the boundary my whole thing with this one and i i'll read this again they say here if i would have seen this earlier i don't know if i would have made it this far but i'm here now and i just don't know what to do about his mother
0: that's an interesting statement in itself i could see why you caught that
1: yeah so for me i don't think you should get married if you're sitting here and you go, if I would have noticed this four months ago, five months ago, a year ago, I don't know if I'd be in this situation because that to me says it's bad enough for you to leave early on, but you're not leaving because you feel you've invested too much time. It's not, I love him so much, but what do I do about his mom? It to me is, it makes it seem like our writers only staying because of the time the fear of being alone, the fear of being single, the fear of, you know, nope, having the, to go through this or, and date. Or, or, the and the fact, v-
0: or the fact that she's just already said yes and she doesn't know how to say no at this point.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's that too. But this this reminds me a lot of the show on, it's on TLC and it's called Mama's Boy or like I'm in love with a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. And these are grown men that sometimes live with their mom and have a very intimate close relationship with their mom that Some of them are borderline creepy and incestuous. They all cross boundaries essentially and so there's one guy who You know, he lived at home with his mom and his mom just couldn't let go his mom was not happy no matter who he dated and He would be out on dates on valentine's day celebrating their two-year anniversary And the mom would call and say can you come home? I need you now And he would say mom. I can't i'm i'm out i'm on a date. I can't And then his mom would fake an injury. Oh, I hurt my knee. I'm I'm injured. I need you to come home. He would come home. She'd be fine. She'd be fucking fine.
0: Watching watching TV. Watching Jeopardy. Literally, just like
1: (laughs) the most ridiculous shit. There was another mom that went lingerie shopping with her son on Valentine's Day. Bought the same negligee that her son was buying his wife. I mean...
0: Twisted shit. There
1: are just some relationships that people have with their children that is not okay.
0: Well, look, we don't know how bad this thing really is at this no, point. No, that that so, show just so that show so fucked why don't me we up. why don't we just suggest this one? First start with having a discussion with your, with, with, with your fiance. And is this the way it's going to be? And that way it puts them on notice. And before you pull any trigger of getting married, you can see what the relationship is really going to be over the next, you know, six months to a year. And you can certainly postpone the wedding. If there is a date on it already.
1: Yeah. Four months. It sounds like, you know,
0: to make sure that this is what you want, because if you have any doubts, any doubts before you get, you know, get to that church, Man, turn around and get on the horse and ride away. Don't do it. Because mm-hmm. this is you are really talking about your life partner. And if he is not your life partner, you need to make that decision up yeah way before you get there. So I mean, I would put everything on hold at least until you're confident that this is not going to be a uh, a way of life for yourself because yeah. you made it very clear this is not going to be a way of life for me.
1: Well, and I understand the religious views and not wanting to move in together until you're married. A lot of people do that. But I would say if it's so bad that he's not willing to set like any boundaries or like cross her in any way, I will say like it probably will leak into your marriage and how you raise your children. Like I'm sure your mother-in-law will affect how you raise your kids. I'm sure like to me... And maybe, maybe once you're married and you move in, maybe he will be able to like the distance will help him create a boundary. Because I understand, you know, feeling like I'm under their roof. I I have to behave in a certain way because I live under their roof. But I I would definitely sit down and have a very serious conversation before proceeding, exactly like you said. Okay. And postpone.
0: Let us know. Keep us in the loop. Okay. How are we doing?
1: We have one more, and then we have another crazy Patreon story. Okay,
0: let's go do it.
1: Okay. I want to know if I made the right decision. I, 24 female, recently wrote a letter to my mom telling her that I am upset with our relationship and how she treats my husband like trash. I am terrible with confrontation due to my anxiety and people-pleasing nature. My husband has been super supportive and has helped me work up the courage to just write the letter— and we have decided to keep contact minimal until she and I can talk it out in person. However, there has been no attempt on her end to fix this. I'm not surprised, but still, it really hurts. I want her and the rest of my family in my life and my daughter's lives. Is this a lost cause, or can my mom and I have a normal relationship? Additional info, I'm the oldest of eight kids and turned into a second mom for my siblings. I am usually forgotten about and never included in family activities unless I invite myself.
0: And her mom has basically just tasked her with the job, and now she's she's leaving she's leaving on her own, and she's abandoning mom. And mom is pissed at her because she's really leaving. Her mom's going through some her own uh, selfish issues. That's why I look at it. I mean, potential. I, so, yeah. so th- how do you deal with it? Your mom's obvi- obviously there's no one closer to your mom than you because shes she's relied upon you so much and going to her and say, "I, I have to have a conversation with you, it isn't going to come easier she's going to probably shut down emotionally to even listen to it
1: Well, so that's why she wrote the letter so the letter it sounds like the letter's already been sent, which i I think is great. Like at least you were able to get your feelings out and mm. it might not have been in person, but like if you're bad with confrontation because of your anxiety, like write a letter. That's that's you totally know, fair. I, I,
0: I don't believe in passive aggress- aggressiveness normally. Normally I say take the bull by the horn and you just got to you know beat it into submission basically.
1: But you've recommended people write letters in the past. I do.
0: I do say letters because they say it all. So at this point you wrote the letter and I think that for her behavior, you can say, look, I'm going to... Really separate us for a while, and it's not that I'm I, I, I want to do this purposely, but I really want you to think about uh, our relationship and what I'm asking regarding you to to be a human being to my husband and to love him like a like a, like like he's your son. You have eight now, you got nine, and one day you're going to have sixteen if, if everyone marries somebody. Yeah. So enjoy the growth of our family, but mom, I can't continue it this way, and I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to get in these verbal disputes with you where you're going to deny or have some reason or that you're going to try to validate your behavior. It's There's no validating this behavior. So until you can really come to terms with what I'm talking about, you'll understand why I'm not calling you.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, she says I'm... Or
0: I'm not reaching out to you better yet?
1: Yeah. Um, I think... Yeah, either you could put it either way. But, you know, she does say, like, I want her and the rest of my family in my life. And I think we see this a lot where people are like, well, if I cut off one person of my family, I can't have a relationship with anyone. Mm -hmm. And I would say that's not true. I think you could still try to have relationships with your siblings and their kids if they have any and spouses or partners or whatever. Like, they might, you know, depending on your family dynamic... It could be difficult because they could, you know, very well be a family that it's, you have to be loyal to mom. So because you're fighting with mom, we can't talk to you. And that could be the case, but you can try.
0: This gets back down to boundaries again. We're having a boundary issue. She, the, her, she, her her, mom is crossing the boundary by being really um, nasty to her husband Yeah, and disrespecting him. And that's not going to be tolerated.
1: It shouldn't no, it shouldn't be. And, and if, if absolutely she,
0: not. And if she wants to say, Mom, if you want to really, you know, take take a a leap of faith to go forward, let's go seek help. Let's go seek assistance. What where these issues are coming from and how we're going to deal with it. And be really a, you know, two people that are are not only, you know, mother and daughter, but we're friends. And I want to be able to respect one another. And long as you don't lose your shit and scream while you're doing this, you're 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 conducting yourself within the rules of engagement, and that's where you have to stay. And if she goes off, you know, if she goes off off her nut, then you can say, you know, Mom, this is not the best time to continue this conversation. We're going to agree that we disagree with the behavior, and when you have a way that have a good idea on how we can come to a solution with with one another, we can resume. You know, these conversations. But I'm not going to change the fact the way that you're going to treat Dave if that's his name,
1: yeah. well, and it it sounds like our our writer here has, you know, put up solid boundaries. We're keeping it minimal, mm-hmm. contact minimal until she and I can talk it on person. Mm-hmm. It's more so. This seems more so. It doesn't seem like this writer needs help on, you know, the next steps. It seems it seems this writer is more so just struggling with, like, the fact that her mom hasn't made an attempt to fix this and
0: Mm -hmm. her mom may not make the attempt to fix it.
1: Yeah. Is this a lost cause or can my mom and I have a normal relationship? And, you know, I think that's something that time will tell, but in the meantime, focus on other family members and really reaching out to other family members and getting coffee with them individually or having them over for dinner or a family barbecue or whatever it is, whatever that looks like for you and your, you know, your family. But Make that effort with them.
0: Remember one thing, your mom, is, your mom is an expert at manipulation with her kids. She's got eight of them. She's been well-trained. She's, she's been in the trenches. So she knows that if she, she's not getting what she wants from you, giving you the silent treatment might be the way to get you to come back around rather than you give it to her. So she might be doing the, the Jedi mind trick with you that we're saying, suggesting that you do with her. This is this really is a battle of wits, it seems. And until you can get out of, you know, it being a game and really being a relationship, and you may have to say that to her. You know, we can keep playing this game. And she'll say, I'm not playing any game. And you say, Well, this is a game. It's a game of wits. And I'm gonna I'm gonna end the game by saying, We need to go seek assistance so we can really have a relationship because i want a relationship i want my kids to have a relationship with their grandmother and you need to be part of this and i'm not going to do it on my own without you so if you want to you know get in the car let's get in the car and let's go see what we can do yeah that's the only thing that i can think
1: yeah and again check the comments i'm sure people will have amazing advice they always do and uh that's all I got for you.
0: This is just the beginning on, you know, for you on this one. I mean, I, I don't know if we gave you the answer or not, but I know it's a conversation. And I guess everything starts with easy conversations. And we just, you know, you kind of have to, you know, try things and change it up until you succeed.
1: Absolutely. Best of luck. You got this. And I think, I think a lot of these write-ins have that, you know, that sadness and, rightfully so you know not having a parent involved in your life or not Mm -hmm. having a parent that meets your basic needs as their children of love and emotional support and
0: not everybody's not everybody's got this no
1: but it's it's it is heartbreaking to you know see so many people struggle with this and Mm -hmm. I understand you know why everyone is so rocked by it I, I would be extremely rocked too um and so just know like this isn't a you problem for any of us any of you guys writing in it's it's a them it, issue it
0: is and it and it is not isolated
1: it, No obviously it, i mean look it, at
0: it's around we have a whole, yeah. we had a whole day on 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 mothers and mom in laws
1: Yeah mama drama is going to be a part two down the road 100% and and just know like your kiddos are not missing out on anything by having a shitty grandparent in their life if that's how they're going to act like your kiddos Really only They're, need you and you know, your love and your, support. Your
0: kiddos are very perceptive. They're going to watch the dynamics which goes on in these families. And they form their own opinions all on their own. They get it. They mm-hmm. watch. They hear the comments that you make. They, As you inhale and exhale after you're, you're near a, a family member, <laughs> they pick up that vibration. They're plenty smart. They're so,
1: perceptive.
0: So anyways, we wish you well. And I want to thank all of you for watching this week's episode. We have a Patreon coming up and we'll look for you next week. I love doing this show. I know the kids do, Morgan and Justin do too. Yeah. And we really enjoy the, the, uh, the write-ins. I will say one suggestion that we are hoping that you will do for us, hit the subscribe button. Yeah, um, and hit that little notification bell. That subscribe button is really important. We're trying to really turn this to be something bigger and we need your help to do it. So love you all and have a great week.
1: Bye guys.